In honor of International Women's Month, we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, L'Esprit de la Femme, The Spirit of the Woman. This is episode number one, Becoming Our Journey to Paris. Throw your dreams into space like a kite, and you do not know what it will bring back. A new life, a new friend, a new love, a new country. Anais Nen. Imagine two Aries meeting in a Parisian cafe, full of fire and excitement about a city that represents all that they are and all that they want. Love, light, balance, adventure, hope, happiness, success, and the pursuit of pleasure. I'm a firm believer that life happens when and as it should, and we were therefore destined to meet at the time and place that we did, both bringing to the table beautiful perspectives on life, love, and our journeys in Paris. It is such a joy going on this adventure together in the city we both hold so dear. Early last fall, before all of the cafes here in Paris shut down, Saray and I were able to sneak in one last glass of rosé. Through our conversation, we talked about how this amazing city has so much to offer women and how it has allowed us both to begin to live in our truth. We decided to join forces in recording our journey and to empower others to come along with us. I think the going theme here, or I would say the question that we keep coming up with is who are we supposed to be now? Like which parts of our being do we now store away so that we can make room for this new phase? I imagine that everyone goes through this at some point, whether you're an expat or an empty nester or getting into your senior years where your body and your desires could be changing, whether you're evolving or you're downsizing. I think no matter the transition, that question is kind of there in the back of your mind. You know, how do you open this door into a new phase without closing something out? We are so excited that you're on this journey with us because we not only want to empower you to live the very best versions of yourselves and to live the best life ever, but we want to learn from you. And we also want you to help us show the world just how Amazing women are perfectly imperfect and on fire. We began this journey with a simple question, and we encourage you to ask yourself the same. How did I get here? Because to know who we are, we must reflect on where we've been. And the answer is hidden somewhere in between. Could break away. 
I am Teray, a consultant, leadership, and wellness entrepreneur, and here's my story. So I am what you may call a New York City butterfly, and I spent, I would say, a big chunk of my adult life abroad, spreading my wings kind of across the globe. Every so often, I return home and nest, sometimes with my family, sometimes in New York City, just to refluff my wings. And then I take off again. I've got wanderlust, and I kind of live by my own set of rules. And I'm always seeking out some new adventure or something extraordinary. Because I really believe that if we give ourselves a chance, that we can really accomplish anything and everything. Growing up, my thirst for knowledge and my hunger for experience, I think it left the people around me exhausted. I was incredibly inquisitive and I couldn't seem to get enough information. I'm still the same as an adult. I have this really strong desire to know. I also have this really, I would say, a high degree of motivation. I'm extremely ambitious. I want answers. I want solutions. Because somehow getting to the bottom of things in some strange way helps me to grow, to evolve. Isn't that what we're here to do? And also, I've never been one to walk in a straight line. Life takes you places and I just go with the ebb and flow of it. An open mind, a positive attitude, a desire to understand. This all leads to opportunity to explore, to build, to help, to succeed, and to achieve great things. So New York City is where I call home. It is my heartbeat, my soul. It's where I thrive the most when I'm not off in some distant land. And only those who are from there can really, truly understand its magic. That look in the eye of every New Yorker as if they're on the verge of the next big thing. This messy backdrop of noise and chaos. And excitement at the same time. Um, It's also my playground. Sunday brunches and happy hours with my circle of friends who are my extended village, my extended family, who enrich me with stories beautifully aligned with my own ambition. And oh my God, of course, the culture. There is always something new and shiny to reach for, which is why I love it and which is why it will always be a part of my DNA. But on the other side of that is Teray, the wanderlust, the girl who needs to be out in the world because something remarkable happens as you glide through this expat world. It's an unconscious evolution, a shift in your personality, your attitudes, your values. And most of the time, these are quiet changes. But over the years, it becomes more and more apparent that you've changed at your core. And when that happens, Going back to your old life is not really an option because even in some of the most vibrant cities, your experiences are not relatable. So what happens? You try. You become this square trying to fit into a circle as you struggle to squeeze back into that life that you once knew, you know, with family, friends, your jobs, all of that. You just try to squeeze back in. But something inside of you has changed tremendously. And I think on a semi-conscious level, you recognize that not only have you evolved into this new person, but 
you're also realizing on the other side of that to fit that you're having to dim your light a bit to kind of hide your wings and to accept discomfort as comfort. So one day I'm running through Central Park and I'm listening to a life coach who was asking the question, what if your dreams, gifts, and the abilities given to you went unrealized? And I think that that was my aha moment. That was the moment where it registered that it was time again to go. And in that moment, I decided to go. I've got to leave this world a little better than when I arrived. New York will always be there for me, but it was time to go back out into the world. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Jacinda. She came from a beautiful community in the land of Alabama with her perfect family, glass house, ruby slippers, and the world at her fingertips. Rewind. Although I am a dreamer and much of life is absolutely beautiful and I see it through a rose-colored lens, the truth of the matter is I'm a human being. And just like everybody else, I have a life that is filled with the most wonderful of things, but also real life issues. I have the same challenges and questions and hesitations and fear that every single person out there has. While I am so happy to have grown up in the family that I did and with two supportive, wonderful parents, I am still finding my way in this world. And a lot of that came from not only growing up in a community and environment that sort of dictated the roles for women and what we are expected to do. And um, also, I think, just from the expectations that not only maybe my parents put upon me with the best of intentions, but also the expectations that I hold for myself. Truth be told, I really do want to be a success and I want to have an amazing life and a beautiful family and marriage and husband and maybe a child someday, who knows? But I have, I feel like, stifled myself in a number of ways because of those expectations. And I'm sure that many of us probably feel that way. So as beautiful and Instagram-worthy as everything seems, uh, when you might come upon a social media page of mine or a post that I put out there, know that in real time, I am also having the same questions of what's what's next? What is life uh, really, you know, all about and what does it mean? Um, Along with, again, also keeping that sunshiny perspective, because that's really, truly at the heart of who I am as Jacinda. I am a human being. I am also a dreamer. And I also really love this experience and life that I'm having. I always knew, though, that I would move from my small town to a bigger city, perhaps even a new country. And I moved from Alabama to New York City. It had always been a dream of mine since I was a little girl. 
I was always fascinated with the bright lights of the city, and it really seemed to me a place that all of your dreams could come true. So along with not only loving New York City, I also dreamed of living in Paris someday. I took my first trip here when I was in high school, and I had a French class that just was incredible in terms of exposing us not only to the language, but to the culture. I'm grateful to New York because I feel like it gave me the opportunity to start to develop myself as a woman, to really grow up. And there's this hustle and bustle in this city that really challenges you in a way that I think is necessary to really be able to survive in life. And as much as the hustle and bustle was great and I had an amazing time there, I started to visit Paris along the way. And Paris really became sort of this place of calm for me. And I knew that at a certain point, as much as I love New York, it was time to move forward and to really embrace a bigger city, again, even a new country, but a place that really was able to give me a great work-life balance. Here we are, feet on the ground in Paris, and it sounds like we both landed in the right place. So Jacinda, tell me about, I know we were talking a little bit about um, not quite feeling like home when you're home. You know, there's one side of it that's like family, and that's the home that you know, and then there's the other side where it's like, wow, there's something missing. Tell me about that. Yes, I've actually had many moments of that from the beginnings, I think, of even childhood. I always felt a call for something more, something new, something different. As wonderful as it was to grow up in Alabama and being surrounded by fireflies and stars and all of this magical thing, or these magical things, um, I always knew that somewhere out there was a new life, whether it was a new beginning or just a chance to really continue uh, dreams that I'd had for an entire lifetime. And I can remember having these conversations with my parents asking them, can we move to another city? Um, <laughs> and I think it comes from, you know, my dad grew up in Alabama. My mother grew up in Chicago, Illinois. And so I think there was something within me that was always sort of a big city girl living in a small town. And so were you in one of the larger cities or were you in a small town? In I was in a small town. So my hometown is just on the border of Alabama and Georgia. So it's a small town, but it's near Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you've sort of got the mix of a little bit of small town, but also, you know, a larger city is just a quick drive away. Mm-hmm. And I always longed for just being in, I don't know, I think there was something magical about the lights of a big city that just felt intriguing. And I had this poster, two posters, actually, one of New York City and Broadway, the lights of Broadway in my room. And I also had the Eiffel Tower in my room. So I think it was destined Uh, destiny maybe for me to move to both New York and Paris. 
someday. Uh, so yes, I think I've always had this sense of really feeling like there was more. And I yeah, know. Oh, I, I know that feeling because I, you know, I grew up in a big city. And so I had the lights and the shiny things all around me. But there was this part of me that just felt like, you know, I have the type of personality that gets along with everybody. So I'm always going to fit in. But there was always a part of me as well that wanted more. I remember when I was a kid, I used to go into the back of my closet. And my mom, when I was three years old, I would say she brought the family a set of world book encyclopedias. And world. And I always hid in that in the back of that closet with that book through the encyclopedias. I would just, I would be out in the world already. And I'm three, I'm probably more like five years old by then. So I'm in the back of that closet and I'm looking at, you know, who's discovering this and where this, you know, invention came from. And all I could do was see, I could just picture myself in that situation or in that country or in that experience. And so while I think I had a pretty fun childhood, I also had this longing for being, doing something else. Mm, And there's this knowing, I think, that happens when you're a child. There's just a knowing. And at the time, it was kind of unrelatable. So I kind of closed that off when I left the closet. It's like a switch. You turn the switch off, you leave the closet. Okay, and then you come back out and play with your family and friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That so resonates with me. I I remember doing much the same. My my father is a history buff. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, we traveled to many places. And it always just felt like such an adventure. And it really allowed me much like you to really dream of being anywhere in the world and really being able to exist anywhere in the world. But again, always sort of having this pull for something greater, something more. And it's not at all to say that my childhood wasn't extraordinary. It was. But I think because we are gifted with these childhood experiences and supportive families who say you can dream and be and do anything, particularly coming from an American culture and perspective, then it made the world our oyster. Yeah. So where are you now? In terms of feeling at home, Mm -hmm. I finally feel at home in Paris. Wow. Really pretty incredible. I, I love New York and New York, a part of me will always feel like is home as well, mm-hmm. but nothing has really touched my heart in such a special way as Paris. It's almost indescribable to me. It's just something innate that I feel within my heart about this city. And it's just, it's a soul connection for me. So mm-hmm. it's even and living in this beautiful, incredible city, there's just something that I feel connected to in a very deep way here. And you, you've lived all over the world, Teray. I have. I've been everywhere. And you know, I would say that a big chunk of my adult life has been here in, in Paris and around the world. And each time I live somewhere else, I mean, China, Singapore, Japan, Thailand, wherever I am, there will be a summer 
that I would end up in Paris. Like every year, I'd be here either for the summer or for two or three months in the winter time. So I kept coming back. And one day I just said to myself, why do you keep creeping back into Paris? When it brings you so much joy, this is where you should be living. And I think I was living in New York City at the time. And um, as exciting as New York is, I, I just had that been here, done that feeling. Why am I not, you know, living in my truth? And so I just, you know, I, I think it really and I, I do have a very impulsive personality. I'm not going to lie about that. But I did. I think I made a decision like within a few days. This is what's going to happen. And usually with my personality, I make that decision and it follows really quickly. I decide to do something and then it's done. It's already done in my head. So it's, it's such an Aries trait, I think, because Very Aries. it was the same for me. I kept coming to visit. So even while living in Manhattan, I kept coming to visit Paris. Mm -hmm. And my mom said to me one day, is there something you're not telling us? Because you are visiting Paris all the time. <laughs> like, what's happening? Yes, what's going on? And I, you know, when I made the decision to do it, much like you, it was a very quick turn around. I remember sitting up in my bed in New York one evening and thinking, I've got to do it. Like, this is it. And I remember I had been searching for an appointment for my visa because mm -hmm. I knew I needed to get the ball rolling. And there was nothing. You know, it's New York City. It's a big city. There were no availabilities. And this one particular evening that I woke up, I sat up in my bed, I immediately got onto my computer, and I found one available appointment. And I knew wow. that was a sign. Wow. And I jumped on it. At its best. Yes, absolutely. And I, I'm sure you, I know we both love our vision boards. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that for sure. Absolutely. But Paris has been on my vision board, much like New York was. I, mm -hmm. I did a vision board back in Alabama mm -hmm. and had Broadway on it. And then when I moved to New York and, you know, lived there for a few years and really loved it, but I felt this yearning to Paris. And so I placed Paris onto the vision board, which again, you're, you're right for a later episode, but it's like you said in the beginning, throw your dreams into space works, right? It you, works. you put it out there and it shall come. Absolutely. <laughs> it shall come. I yes. wanted to ask you. So, okay. So there's this idea. And I think this is the reason why we started this podcast in the first place. You have two people meeting saying, um, okay, so I was this person in America and now I'm in Paris. Am I still the same person? Am I still, do I have the same dreams? What's different? Who am I now? Do you have an answer to that? Who you are now or? dreams about who you want to be? I have many dreams, uh, many of which I am still sort of sourcing out. Mm -hmm. However, I do believe that every single day I am learning more and more who I am. I think that there's something to be said about picking up and moving to a new city, a new state, a new country. And really, when you are on your own and you have this time to really, I think it's such a gift mm -hmm. to be, and also the, the entire world, right? We're in the midst of a pandemic. 
And so we have more time than ever to be with ourselves if we're single or to be with our families and exploring all of these different positions and perspectives. And aspects of yourself. And aspects of ourselves, right? That we can typically turn off because Mm -hmm. we can go out with friends. We can entertain ourselves with other things. But now we have this opportunity and I choose to view it as a gift. Uh, to really sit down and decide who I want to be in this world. I feel like a lot of my life has been dictated Mm -hmm. in terms of must be this, whether it's being a Southern belle or having these ideas placed into my head about, I remember as a child, my parents would often say, you'll be such a good lawyer. And they would and say this. You start to really starts to process. Yes, it starts to, to process. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I remember being in third grade, and we had an opportunity to tell our fellow students and our teacher who we wanted to be when we grow up. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. said I wanted to be a cheerleader, <laughs> and I remember that it was such a controversial thing. Because my teacher said, how can you be a cheerleader? That's not something you can do as a profession. And I find it so fascinating because I do feel like even today, I am a cheerleader. I'm a cheerleader for women. I'm a cheerleader for girls. I'm a cheerleader for myself. I'm a cheerleader for people really living their best lives. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so ironically, cheerleader, I think my little eight-year-old mind knew even then Yes, you'll be a cheerleader. Maybe not in the rah rah sisboomba, although I was also a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. But I do also believe that I'm just a life cheerleader now. And so I think I'm still finding my place in the world. But I like who I'm becoming. I really am taking time to discover all of the ways that maybe I've quieted myself and not really used my voice. And I'm excited to put that forth. And I thank you, Teray for encouraging me to do this because I am often silent and people maybe don't know what I'm thinking. And I think that that's from many different situations, again, sort of growing up in a society that said girls are to just sit and be pretty and really not use your voice. (laughs) Well, just for those of you listening, Jacinda is a true Southern belle and uh, the little debutante girl. And sometimes I just go, I'm going to shake you until you say what you really need to say. <laughs> yes, it's so appreciated. And I, I'm really so grateful to see that side of you. I mean, I, I feel like you can be both. And, and that's really what this podcast is all about, being you and being true to who you really are. Um, because a lot of, a lot of um, I think our approach towards life, it's about our identity. And yeah. The question then becomes, what is that? Are you who your family is ex- has expected you to be? Or are you being true to from your core, from who you believe that you are? And so the question here in Paris is, should you have a different voice? Or is it an extension of the voice that you've had before? I think for me, my identity for a long time has been tied to family, has been tied to my country. I'm American. You know, that's never going to leave me. My family and my upbringing is never going to leave me. But what I'm realizing here in Paris is that I'm really tied to my well-being. And I find so much joy here. And that's what I want to live in for a while. Yes. Well, and how do you how do you want to approach this, Teray? So you have this new life and this new space and home being Paris. 
What are your thoughts and ideas around really embracing your new life chapter and to anyone perhaps who is looking to essentially have this sense of belonging and home? Well, I, you know, the first thing I think about when I think about my approach is I'm going to start with the idea of home. What does that mean for me? Because as I said earlier, I felt somewhat homeless before, just in my mind, not physically, just in my mind, like there's something missing and I need to go and figure that out. So redefining what that means for me from my own voice, because sometimes we have these outer voices and we have this inner voice. We have, you know, they say when you're a couple, for example, you have six people in the bedroom with you. You have you, him, his parents, and your parents. That's six voices in your head, right? You've got (laughs) people deciding what's going to happen in that moment. So home for me is first internal. It's finding my own voice. And then deciding what that means. So this is going to be a day-to-day, moment-to-moment, hour-to-hour task. And I I think the key is to be open to it. Whatever you discover, you know, peeling off the layers a little bit at a time, being okay with not having the answers. Because I think that's one of the biggest pressures in, in life for women. You don't have the answer. You don't know this is who you're supposed to be. Why don't you just do that? So many, so much noise in our heads. So I feel like just redefining that will help me to redefine who I am now. Not erasing the past, but being able to look at who I am in this present moment so that I move forward into a really bright future. That's the goal. (laughs) And what about you? How do you want to approach this new life? Yes, much the same. A lot of what you said definitely resonates. And I think that for me, it has really been an, not an unlearning as much as it has been bringing forth the things from my past who have made me who I am today. So I think that our past, I think within our past, we can find strength. I Mm -hmm. think that a lot of benefits from our past. And so I want to be Jacinda in Paris. I am American, as you've mentioned. That's never going to change. And I'm proud to be American. But I do think that also one of the things that is really important to me is to remember why I have the opportunities in this life that I do. And it's because of my ancestors and those who came before me who have given me this privilege and I want to use it to the very fullest extent and to make sure that I honor them. I honor myself and I honor this life and this gift that has been given to me. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. One step at a time. Yes. I think that's the way to do it. So we look forward to you listeners joining in on discovering exactly who you are. We're with you here. We have no answers. We're hoping to go on this journey together and figure it all out. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We really look forward to unveiling the layers, as Terea said, and really allowing all of us to open our eyes, our ears, our hearts to what life has in store. Take a risk, take a chance, make a change, and we'll
our journey and podcast begins as we sit here in Paris, hot toddies in hand, and the most amazing view of the Tory Fab. Cheers to a new life, new friends, new loves, and a new country. Stay tuned for episode number two, Defining Woman. 